All right, good evening, Shabbat. Today's daf is daf pei, page 80, in the Hiligan Masechah's Kedushin, and we pick up on the very bottom line of Ayantes Amad Beis with Omar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish says, now let's just remind ourselves, the, the Mishnah that we're coming off of and the beginning of the Gemara um, taught us that um, if somebody shows up with a, with a woman and children, so as long as the children show that they're connected to the mother, they're, they're you know, grabbing onto her skirt, we assume these children take on the yichus of the mother. All right? Now let's get into this. Amar Yishlakesh. Yishlakesh says, top of today's daf, top of daf pay. This halacha that we're going to give the children the yichus of the mother when they're holding on to her, that is to allow them to eat kachim that are that is allowed to be eaten outside Rushalayim but it doesn't necessarily give them a completely kosher slate of yichus. Let's say this woman has a kosher slate of yichus, does it automatically give the kids that because they're holding on to her? No, just because they're holding on to her skirt and grabbing on doesn't necessarily prove that that amount of connection. However, no. If these kids are holding on to her, whatever status the woman has, that's the status they have even with yuchsin, even with yichas. Rabbi Yechinon is consistent with his own reasoning. We give Malkus to somebody due to a chazaka. Okay? Which means, if there's a chazaka that somebody's been transgressing, even if nobody's testified about it, says Rashi, we're going to give Malkus, assuming the person did that Avera. Malkin ala chazakas. Cyclin besarfin ala chazakas. And also, we give skila and, and, and Srefa. There's a, a capital punishment based upon, uh, based upon uh, chazaka. Vein sarfin truma ala chazakas, but we don't burn truma on chazaka. Now, this seems pretty stark, specifically the middle halacha, right? The middle one of giving capital punishment because of something that doesn't really have testimony. What does that mean? Says the Gemara, Malkin ala chazaka is, we know we give Malkus on a chazaka, Kidra Yehuda, um, which is which is following Shitash Rabbi Yehuda. It's following Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, Dama Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda says, Hoch if a woman is known to be Anida, now Rashi explains, see back then, being Anida wasn't a private matter. Why not? <clears throat> Nowadays, the only impact that Nida has is between a woman and her husband. Back then, a, a woman being Anida had an impact on everybody. Why? If a woman were to come over to your house and sit on your couch, your couch has an element of impurity now, especially when it comes to the laws of kachim and things of that matter. So what women would do in order that it shouldn't lead to confusion over who's Anida, who's not Anida, you know, we got to call you up after. It's kind of like with COVID, right? You, you're eating in somebody's house and then on, on Monday you test positive for COVID, uh, you know, not you, but somebody will test positive for COVID. They have to call up their host now and let them know what happened, right? Oh, uh, you know, I may, have, uh, I may have been contagious when I was in your house, yeah? So what they would do back then to get around this issue is women who were Nidas would wear in different neighborhoods a specific color clothing or a specific article of clothing. And this way, everybody knew she's Anida. Big deal. It's a regular cycle of a, of a woman's body. Baruch Hashem, her body's functioning properly. And she would wear clothing. So uh, a woman has a status of being Anida by the clothing that, uh, that she wears. And then her husband has relations with her while she's wearing these clothing. And all her friends are assuming that she's Anida. We're going to give Malchus 
even though there's no witnesses that she actually became Anida. But she's walking around like Anida. She's conducting herself like Anida. If a husband's with her, we'll give him Malkus. And what about capital punishment, being uh, relying on a, a chazaka, on a status? Where does this come from? This comes from Rabba Bar Rav Huna. The Yom Rabba Bar Huna. Rabba Bar Huna says, Ishve Isha, um, a man and a woman, Tinaik Vitinaik, a child, a, a, girl, a, young, uh, a young girl and a young boy. Shegdilu Bisoy Chabayis. They grow up in the same house. What does that mean? They look like a family. Niskalin Zalzev and Israfim Zalzev. They're going to be Chayav Misa and Chayav Skila. So in other words, like this. You have Adim that testify that this boy and girl had relations. So they Bezdim Paskins, you're Chayav Misa. You know what this boy and girl say? Well, why are we Chayav Misa? Bezdim will say, because you're a father and daughter. And they say, no, we're not. It just happens to be. I'm 40 years older than her and we lived in the same house. But prove to me that she's actually my daughter. So the halacha is, says Rabbi Baravuna, Rabbi Baravuna says, we're going to give Skila if they lived in the same house as father and daughter, as long as witnesses said they actually had relations. But you, you don't need witnesses to also say, I saw the father having relations with the mother, uh, who knows how long ago, uh, to, to know for sure that this woman, to know for sure that this woman is the daughter. Okay. The story with a woman, she was carrying a child. And she raised him. And then she had relations with him. They came to Bezin, they were Chayv Skila. And do we know for sure? No, she moved into town when her kid was two, when this kid was two years old. Did we see her in Shari Tzedek Hospital? We didn't see her in Shari Tzedek Hospital. I want to tell you something incredible. Listen to this. Listen to this. My sister Bracha just sent this to me, yeah? This woman writes, I'm a midwife in Shari Tzedek. She wrote this today. She wrote this today. Today's November 1st? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a midwife in Shari Tzedek. I want, uh, on, on a day where we're uh, unfortunately helping all the uh, people who have fallen and are uh, injured, I wanted to share another account. Last night we counted and found out that in the month of October, we broke an all-time record for the number of births in Shari Tzedek in one month. 1,823 births in Shari Tzedek just in October. 1,823. I'm attaching the photo from the department's birth book, a photo that moved us very much tonight, and I want to tell Am Yisrael about. This figure comes thanks to the southern families who have now moved into Yerushalayim. Also... Thanks to soldiers on the front line whose wives have come to live with their parents in Yerushalayim. And thanks to the women of Yerushalayim and the surrounding area who have come to give birth with us. This gives us a lot of strength and hope and clear knowledge that the nation of Israel is alive and well. We are a nation for eternity. And this answer, all these sweet babies that are, we are giving birth to, will help bring joy to the world with great pride. Rachel Levi, Shari Tzedek Medical Center. So you have Rachel Levi, she's a midwife in Shari Tzedek, and uh, Bli Ayn Hara, uh, uh, just in one hospital in Yerushalayim, uh, 1,823 babies, apparently she writes it's a record for, uh, for Shari Tzedek Hospital. So amidst all the, the gloom, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is uh, certainly still continuing to send us his, uh, his kisses, and uh, continuing to bring Heligin Neshamas 
into uh, into Klal Yisrael. So this woman shows up, and she's uh, she's got a child, two years old. She didn't give birth to Mishari Tzedek Hospital. She showed up to Yerushalayim. He's two years old. But they lived, she raised him as a child. And now the Bezdin later on found out there was Edom that they had relations. So they passed in their Chai of Misa. Okay, fine. They ain't sarfin truma la chazakis. says, we do not burn truma on a chazaka. Now what is this referring to? says, we do burn truma due to a chazaka. And his beloved brother-in-law, Rabbi Yechidon Aymer, ain't sarfin. Now what does this mean? What is the status that we're burning truma about, not burning truma about, each one's consistent with his own reasoning. The um, the Tanam we learned in the Mishnah. Tinaik hanimza bitzad ha'isa. You have a child, a baby, who's sitting next to a bowl of dough. Yeah, that's where a child belongs. Sounds familiar. Ubatzeik biyadai. And he's got dough in his hand. So, Rav Meir Metahir. Rav Meir says the dough is tahar. Now, why would it not be tahar? I don't know yet. I want to tell you another incredible story. Another story. Listen to this. It's wild. What's today? Wednesday? I saw this on Monday. There was a challah bake recently. It's a challah bake. A woman was being mafresh challah. She invited a few other women over in some resort. Uh, beach, uh, beach front town in Eretz Yisrael. They started being mafar shchala. I'm not going to build up the story. We don't have time for it. Anyway, she knows. She notices in the middle that her child's missing. Her kid had walked out of the room. Okay, she's no big shchala. She starts calling out to him. No answer. Okay, walking around, she sees the back door is open. The back patio opened up to a swimming pool. And the kid's on the bottom of the pool. They pull him out. They, they call Hatzalah. And they start doing uh, CPR on him. A ball of dough popped out of his mouth. But he still wasn't, uh, he started, he got a pulse back, whatever. Long story. Within a few days, Baruch Hashem, he was all better. The doctors told her that she's lucky. Ready for this? The kid did not suffer any brain damage. The reason was he walked outside holding the dough that she was mafresh challah with. She didn't notice the kid. He took, standing next to his mommy, he took the dough, tried eating it, Choked on it, fell into the pool, but because of that, no water got into his lungs. They got the, the, this dough came out. No water went into the kid because the dough the dough was blocking the whole thing. Wild mice, wild mice. Okay, fine. Now you could ask on the mice. No, still okay. Chreis, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I saw. It. I was like, this is this woman telling me to go over a story. I was like, this is mamish. I got this in one of the flyers that I get from, uh, from Eretz Yisrael. So you have a kid sitting next to this pot of dough. And he's holding dough. Rav Meir says the dough is tahar. Bacham say no. The dough is going to be tame because it is the usual way of a kid to get into everything. Yeah? It's the usual way of a kid to get into everything. That's what children do. Right? 
and uh, if I move Baruch Hashem, I'm saying if I move my screen a little bit, you'll see that's exactly what's going on here in the background, right? You have cabinets opening and closing and toys being thrown around. Kids get into everything. Now, so what if they get, in, get into everything? So if they get into garbage, very often garbage had things that were tummy, things that were impure. And therefore the assumption is that every kid's hands are tummy. Okay. And we said about this, my time with the Reb Meir, what's the reason for Reb Meir that the dough is tahar? He says, yeah. He says, some, most kids are active. But you know what? Not every kid is. And therefore, the dough has a status of being tahar. There are some kids that aren't necessarily tame from poking around all the garbages and cabinets. So says the mayor like this. Listen, the dough has a status of being tar until now. There are some kids who aren't tummy. You combine the minority of kids who don't poke around and say, keep the dough with its status. Okay? That's his logic. For say, no, you're right. 10% of the kids aren't active that they're going to poke around. But that 10% is null and void. It's not, it's not over here. So what are you left with? You're left with a rive tamay against the chazaka of Tara. Rive the chazaka. The rule is if you have majority telling me one thing and then a chazaka telling me something else, ruba adif. The majority is stronger and therefore it's tamay because most kids poke around. This is what we mean. This is the case where we said on a chazaka we burn truma because there's a chazaka that most kids poke around. So we'll burn truma that, that uh, the, the, if this kid's holding the dough. Rabbi Yechanan says no. Einzu chazak truma. That's not the case. Ella einzu chazak Rabbi truma. So what is the case where you're going to burn truma? Because tonight we learned to the Mishnah. Isa b'seichabayis. If you have dough in the house, and you have creepy crawly creatures as well as frogs, mitaplim sham. That are that are metapel there, yeah. They're, they're commonly found there. They hang around there, you know. It's a little bit of a wet, uh, a wet area. Venimtu chatichais beisa, and then you find pieces of the frog, let's say, or pieces of the sheretz. In I'm um, so yeah, you don't know what it is. You find a little piece of an animal inside the dough. Now a sheretz is tummy. One of the eight rodents from the Torah is tummy. A frog may not be kosher. But it's not tummy. It doesn't give off impurity. So, says the Gemara, Im, says the, the Mishnah, if most of the shrutzim in the house, then you have to say it's tummy. If you have more creepy crawly creatures than frogs, you have to say whatever's in there is tummy. But you have more frogs than, uh, than shrutzim, then Tahira is going to remain tahar. And that's where everybody will agree that, that uh, if you find the pieces, it's uh, it's going to be uh, it's well, we're gonna burn. Okay, we have a brisa proving that Rabbi Yechonon is correct that this is the case that we burn truma. There's two things that don't have the uh, ability to ask. But achamim give them the. Uh, uh, make them. Let's just translate it like this. Make it as if they have the ability to ask. Now, what does it mean they have the ability to ask? Says the Gemara. A child. A child doesn't really have das to ask. 
but uh, we consider it as if they could, we could ask them or they could ask. And also as well as something else. Okay. Says the Gemara, the case of a child is the case that we mentioned. You have a little kid sitting next to a bowl of dough. What are you going to ask the kid? Did you poke around the garbage? What does the kid say? Da, 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 da. Yeah, so the, the, the child is not able to tell us, okay? But, so we have a suffix, but we're still going to consider it to be tame based upon raif. Fine. What is the oiracheres? What is the other case? When you, have, when you have dough inside of a house, and you find chickens. Now, chickens also poke around, right? Chickens also uh, peck all over the place. And there's liquid that's tame over there. And you find top of pay, omud beis, nikurim, nikurim beisa, so if you find little holes inside the dough, it looks like the chicken was pecking around. So that we're going to say, you know, listen, you can't eat it because it might be tummy. You also can't burn it because it might be tahar, and you're not allowed to burn tahar truma. Now, Amra B'Shuv and Levi, this is talking about uh, clear uh, liquids that are tummy. Let's say it is, uh, let's say it's edoim, let's say it's red. Im isa denakir medayidiyah. So then you don't have to assume the chicken got in there. You know why? Because if the chicken got in there, the chicken's um, beak. beak, thank you, the chicken's beak would become red, right? After a kid eats a red ice pop, he got red all over his face, yeah? So if, if, you, if logic will dictate that if the chicken would be there, I'd have some sort of evidence, and there's no evidence there, so then we're going to say the chicken must not have, uh, have gotten in. Says the Gemara, who says, Vidoma Blasinu Isa, maybe the dough, um, the, the, the dough kind of overrides the redness. Yeah? The dough overrides the redness, and that's why you don't see any red, but it's not a proof it wasn't in there. Rabbi Echanan, this is where Rabbi Echanan says, Dabar Zeshama Biribi Upirosh Laishama. I heard from the great one, but I didn't hear uh, reason. Laishanu El Bemashkin Sululim. We're dealing with the case. Where it's red, but it's also clear. So it's it's red, but it's not so red. What do you mean it's not so red? There's enough clarity that you could see a reflection in the water. So if you look inside red, deep red, you're not going to see a reflection. If you look inside uh, water, you'll see your reflection. So there's redness, but they're still clear. But let's say it's it's akurim. Uh, let's say it's a thicker red. So then we're going to say the dough is not tummy because again, then otherwise it, we would have the evidence and it would be noticeable. Period. End of the Gemara. Okay, here we go. Next Mishnah. We're now entering a fascinating and practical Gemara. It's going to take us on to the last couple of Dafin of our Mesechta with a, with a number of Agadita issues, number, a number of Agadita situations. And this is the laws of Yichud. No, no. This is the laws of the, the laws of Yichud about a, a man and woman um, being secluded together. Here we go. It says the Mishnah. A man is not allowed to be miyached with two women. Now, Kalvachaimer, how much more so could he not seclude yourself with one woman? Okay. Now, if you can't have Yichud with two women. What this means is that the assumption is 
even if you have your miyachid with one woman, the other woman, instead of snitching, we'll call it, not snitching, instead of telling, may feel the need to join. Not necessarily then, but later. She might want to imitate what's going on, and therefore there's no real shmira over here. But one woman can be miyachid with two men. Because each man, says Rashi, is going to be... No, no, no thank you, no. Each man is going to be, could, could act as a shimer for the other man. Rav Shimon Aimer, Rav Shimon says... Uh, he, uh, one man can be with two women if his wife's with him. And they can, uh, they can sleep in the same room. Over here it means in the same hotel. Why? Because his wife is there. And a wife, the, the wife's going to keep sh- uh, be a shimer. She'll make sure that everything's on the up and up. Okay? Now. According to the end of the Mishnah, it seems that um, according to Reb Shimon, even for a man to miyachid with two women, you need your wife there. Right? Because that's what he's bringing down. He's not saying in general one man can miyachid with two women. He's, he's, he holds differently. Now the, the Tanakama didn't say that. So the Tanakama may very well argue. The Tanakama made no mention of a wife. All Tanakama said is two women can't be with one man. He seems to imply, but two men could be with a woman no matter what. But Rav Shimon says, a man could be with two women if his wife's there. Which seems to imply a man and in general, two women, no. Alright, let's keep going. You're allowed to have yichud with a close relative, for example, your daughter or mother. Um, and you could even sleep next to them in a bed. But once they are Older, we'll see what that means. Zu yeshena b'ksusa v'zei yashen b'ksusa. They can sleep next to on the same bed as long as they're fully clothed. Okay. Says the Gemara, my time. Why is it that there's an iser yichud um, and the laws of yichud change depending on how many women or how many men? Tanu de Elio, it was taught in the name of Elio Hanavi. Hayo v'noshem daiton kalois aleihen. A crucial uh, Gemara. Uh, people misquote this Gemara. People quote the Gemara as Nashim Daiton Kalais. Women's das knowledge is light. That's not what the Gemara here says. Elionabi says, Nashim Daiton Kalais Alehen on them, which is a crucial word. Alehen. What Elionabi is teaching us is that the way the Rabban Shalom made the world is that a woman's das is always going to be more kal. Than her bina. Oh, alehen means in her own mind. If a per, if a woman is an A plus in das, she's going to be an A plus plus in bina. Her das is always lighter than her bina. A man doesn't say this right here is the opposite. Okay, you could have a man who's we'll call it a C in in uh, das. He'll be a C minus in Bina. Doesn't mean men are smarter than women, women are smarter than men. The word here is Alehen. Within myself, a woman's Bina will always be stronger than her Das, and a man's Das is always stronger than his Bina. Now, the difference between Das and Bina is Das are fa- is the ability to extrapolate facts. 
Bina is the ability to build, from the word bona, to build upon the facts. A woman's bina is always stronger than her das. Women build upon things before they're necessarily factual. That's a strength, a kayak that Rabbi Shalom gave them. It could be used in the most incredible ways, and it could be used to a detriment. Women could pick up and sense things in people, even when she doesn't know for a fact it's true, but her bina is telling her there's something off here. Even though factually it's not there. She could be onto something that a man's won't necessarily naturally grasp. Sometimes it could it could put something not true into your head too, right? Because you don't know it's true. Sometimes it is. Yeah, I could have people who come over to the house and afterwards my wife just tells me to be very careful. Be very careful. Why? What's the problem? I don't see anything. She senses something. There's a bina. Her bina is stronger than her dust. Does she have any, any factual information yet? No. But she's letting me know you got to protect yourself. You need to be very careful in, in a variety of ways. And we rely on that because that's their, their instinct. Men are more prone to das is stronger than our bina. We have a strong, if, if I'm a aleph in das, my bina is going to be a base plus. Okay? My, my bina is, sometimes you might be a little too factual, a little too logical, and, and not sense beyond what we're actually seeing. So that's where Eliyahu and Avi says, what's the reason why, what's this laws with Hilchas Yichud? Women's bina is stronger than their das. When it comes to feelings of sexuality and things like that, in order to control it, you need das to be in control because the Yitzhahara is all about emotion and feeling. It's a fake. It's an emotion and a feeling. That's mamish what, what, what taiva is. Desire is cotton candy. You put your tongue on it and it evaporates. But before you put your tongue on it, it looks like it's delicious. Like this big yishmaka thing. There's no das to it. It doesn't make any sense. People make the most foolish, uh, foolish mistakes with it. But because it's, it's not mamish there. So a woman could be more prone to being convinced in this way than, uh, than a man. And therefore, there's a difference in Allah and Yichud between men and women. How do I know this from? Rabbi Yechelen says the name of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yechelen had no hint to eat that it's usher biblically. When you have the brother, the son of your mother, which is a half brother, turn you to the Zara. Half brother from your mother, not the father. What does that mean? Any brother could do this. A son can be miyachim himself with his mother, but he cannot be miyachim himself with any other arayas in the Torah, any other uh, relation, uh, forbidden erva in the Torah. Okay. Says the Gemara Pshita, a pashte de krab maiksiv. Okay, you said this is a remez, this is a hint to Yichud. What is the basic meaning of the Pasuk? Amr Abay Abay says, let me buy Gamar. The Pasuk is giving us a let me buy. He's telling us something that, that doesn't even need to be said. Which means, let me buy. I don't even need to tell you, Benav, when it comes to the son of your father. You're a half-brother from your father. The son lay. yeah, what happens when you, 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 you share a father? Sarashi so says, when you share a father, sometimes it leads to more sibling rivalry because that's the man you're inheriting and you're going to get in the way of each other's inheritance. Yeah, so there's a there, there's a, a natural reason to dislike each other. And therefore, they can give each other uh, bad advice and be like, "Yeah, you go serve Rabbi Dezara of Ella Filu Ben Aim Even the son of a mother, where there's no reason for there to be any sort of rivalry. I would say that he would listen. Therefore, the Torah lets us know that don't listen to any type of brother. Don't listen to your brother from your father. Don't listen to your brother from your mother. Wrong is wrong. No matter who is telling it to you, says the Gemara. Name us seasons like Abishol. Let's see. Our mission is not found in the pin of Abishol. How to learn the price of coach? Shleishim yam yaitzi bechayik for thirty days. We say 
the child is buried. Let's say Chas Shalom, you have a child that that passes away within 30 days of being born. So there's no chiyuv, there's no obligation to put the, the child into a coffin. V'nikvar b'isha achas u'shnei anoshim. And the child's buried by, um, uh, by one woman with two men. Now what this means is, you don't need to have a whole levaya. There's no obligation to have a whole procession of kavarames. Now even though you don't need a whole levaya, it does say one woman and two men. You can't have one man with two women. Yeah, even one man, two women. Now, cemeteries were outside city limits. Why are you having one and two? Obviously, what this means is because we're, we're, we're nervous about yichud problems. Says the Gemara, no, afilu tema abashol. You could even say our Mishnah song, the pin of abashol. Bishas aninos tover yitzre. I would say, listen, it's a sad time. You're going to wait to a Leviah. By Leviah, people lose their desire, for, their desires. People lose their uh, people lose tivus. Yeah, you, you you forget the side things and you focus on the more important things. So over there, there's no concern that that uh, even if you have um, one man and two women, that uh, that there's a yichud problem. But specifically over here, Abishol's mekel. Maybe in general, he wouldn't be lenient. Okay. What about the rabbanon? What is a what is a person in uh, Ainain uh, about? What is he sad about when he has his sins? They say no. You know what? Tivus are tivus. It's a haruk. You get people at any time, and therefore, even at a time of aninus, you need to keep all the halachas, and it wouldn't change. And therefore, uh, and therefore, they disagree with Abishol. Abishol, what is Abishol going to say? I Lamaisa. It says people have tivus even when they're in Ainain. He says. That's referring to somebody who's complaining against Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What does that mean? Vachi Gavar, and then we mean to say is like this: Why are people screaming at Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Why are they complaining? You really have no sin that Hakadosh Baruch Hu shouldn't be sending you a message. The, the gift of life is strong enough. Is strong enough, and therefore says Abishol. There's no specific proof that uh, that grief is uh, is overwhelming. Well, if there's no specific proof, why do the Chum say that you can't have one man and two women? Because they know that they know what happened. Yeah, there was a there, there was a, a, a situation where a woman went out with. Uh, to, to have Yichud pretending like they were on their way to a Leviah. This way it didn't look bad to people. And really the kid was alive because he wa- she wanted to have relations with the, uh, with the guy who was with her. And therefore, Rabbanon's kind of like a Gzera, a decree to, that we shouldn't even create situations where women could, where somebody could try to fool uh, to, to create a situation of Yichud. Okay. We said, Aval Isha Achas, but one woman with two men, that's going to be okay. They need to be kosher men. If these men are known to not be so straight when it comes to the when it comes to uh, areas of sexuality, you can't even trust ten men in a room. There was a story about Tzio Masara Bemita. Yeah, they, they uh, there was ten guys that want to have relations with one woman. So they, they they took her out on a stretcher. 
outside of the city because they all wanted to be mezana with her. And they didn't want everybody to know, you know, what, why 10 guys going out with one woman. So they pretended like it was, uh, it was uh, Leviah. Apparently the whole fake Leviah thing is nothing new. Okay. Amr Rabbi Yosef, Yosef says, Teda, you should know that no matter how many men you have, if they're not careful in the areas of morality, you can't trust any number. You have groups of men that go and steal all the time. You have a group of thugs. You have a, a, a group of people that are trying to steal all the time. Same way men all steal, to, steal together. Why do you think that they would be any different when it comes to uh, preachers? When it comes to uh, forbidden relations? A name of Messiah. Let's bring a riot. Let's bring a proof to this. They... Um, they, uh, when it comes to laws of Saita, when the couple would go to the Beis Hamikdash, they would send along with them two Tamidei Chachamim. Why? To make sure they don't have relations. If the couple has relations, the, the Mei Saita, the waters aren't going to work. Tamidei they have to but not anybody else. Which means, you have to have people with proper moral character, and it can't just be any person, otherwise they wouldn't be a kosher shmira to ensure they don't have relations. These guys might also get involved in their relations. Says Gemara, no, shining to be the Chum, maybe between the Chum are different, not, and has nothing to do with the laws of Yichud that we sent to be the Chum. See, if it has to do with the laws of Yichud, you'd have a good proof. You'd say, oh, you can only trust some men. Says Gemara, there's no right. You know why we sent two to the Chum and not regular people? The Yadi la'asuyebe, because they know how to warn him, not, to, not, not that they might have, anybody else might have relations, but they know how to warn the husband to make sure that if he, uh, n- uh, not to be with her. Because if he is with her on their way up to Yerushalayim to the Beis HaMikdash, then the Mesaita are not going to work. Okay, but again, we don't have a raya, we don't have a proof about the amount of men that are, uh, that are needed in order to remove Hilchas Yichr. All right, we'll hold it here for tonight. We'll pick up with Amar of Yudah, Amar Rav, the very top line of Daf Pei Aleph. Tomorrow, hopefully from Yerushalayim, Habenuya, have a wonderful, wonderful evening.